BBC correspondent Laura Trevelyan has more from Jerusalem. Already the United Nations has... And now it's time for Paraproof. Shut up and sit down. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. That's right. We're back. We're here for another weekend. We're not going to leave. We're not going to quit. We may get fired, but, yeah. What's going on, everybody? I lost my headphones all of a sudden. I don't know why. Oh, so you can't hear anything. Well, that was my problem, too. I couldn't hear nothing either. I hate There's that. a lot oh. of feedback. What the? I hear me again. Our vol- uh, volumes are way down too low. They're wicked weird though. Like yeah, that's wicked loud in that. Hello. Whoa. It might be your headphone volume might be up too high. That is a potentiality. Yeah. Hey, hey! I never claimed to be good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got everything now. Shut up. Are we clear? <laughs> 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 oh man, we've been having a good time. Uh, we were uh, goofing off in the studio a little while ago. We were just. Doing dumb things, and <laughs> we were <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to talk about it on air. You know what? We should. We should have really filmed it though. Yeah, we should have. No, it would have been hilarious. We we're uh, we're stupid. It was one of those moments <laughs> we were like just kind of goofing off because uh, okay, we have our guest calling in today, uh, Tamara Springer Gleason, who's going to be calling in, uh, psychic extraordinaire, and many, 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 many other like hats that she wears. Uh, she's got some really cool stories she's going to be doing, and we may actually take some calls for some uh, for on-air readings, too, while we're doing the show today, and she'll be doing readings for you. Not me or Jesse. I mean, we could read a book to you, but, you know, she'll actually be doing readings. Yep, yep. So, anyhow, so we got a lot of things going on uh, in the very near future. Uh, we have our event for Paraprobe coming up in August, uh, at the very end of August. Um, we're not making the official announcement on all that for about maybe two weeks, I believe. Oh, and we ain't got no paperwork signed yet. so uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've already got the details worked out. Now it's just a matter of getting all the signatures before we make the official launch on everything and uh, open everything up. So we are going to be doing a paranormal event. We are going to be broadcasting live from that event. And it's going to be, so far, uh, the way everything is going, it's going to be a full weekend event. So... That's all the detail I'm giving. Um, you guys will just have to keep up with us. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media pages. Go to Facebook and just put in Paraprobe Radio. If you go to Instagram, put in Paraprobe Radio. If you go to Twitter, it's just Paraprobe. <laughs> that's the only one that's different. Everything else is Paraprobe Radio. You'll find us. And just remember, you can catch us on all our past shows on yes. your favorite podcasting platform. We're on iTunes, Amazon Music iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. You just can't shut up. Yeah, Podbean. Yeah, every time, uh, (laughs) for our listening audience out there, every time we complete, you know, a live show, we usually uh, post that show uh, usually on Sunday (laughs) or Monday. Uh, By Monday at the latest, we'll post it. Um, That way it gives you guys, you know, time to recuperate over the weekend and just catch up with a show when you go back to work on Monday. Or something to listen to while you're day drinking. Yeah, we're well, all day drinking on Sunday Funday. You know, pop on our show. It's clean, so you can talk, you know listen to the show around you know people. You youngins. know, and not worry about that. Youngins yeah, and, and youngins. Uh, however, I no, I wouldn't recommend our show. Don't listen to it. Go find a better one. L- listen to Joe Rogan. It's a much better show. I mean, what? I I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you, it's not like we're better than Joe Rogan. I mean, come on. <laughs> no. Nobody yeah. th- there's not many people who are better than Joe Rogan. So, I was talking about this with somebody the other day and mm-hmm. Joe Rogan knows so much about so many different subjects. Oh, absolutely. It is yeah. The reason he's bald is because he's so smart. I think all of his hair fell, fell out to make room for brains. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And a cooling mechanism. It's like a big radiator. That's true. Well, think about it. When you have a whole bunch of like hard drives and everything, you got to keep them cool, mm-hmm. keep your computer from burning up. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, all the time. You know, it's like uh, we have friends in radio and stuff like that that we talk to, and and it's so funny because I know a lot of people who do uh, even a podcast show, mm-hmm. and they're worried about talking about other people's podcast shows and stuff because like they're they're, they're afraid they're going to like I don't know maybe lose you know like competition. Okay, here's the thing. 
It's podcast. There is no competition. You can listen to your show at any time. So it's not like you're on actual live radio going up against contenders at the same time. Or you're on TV or something. Oh, yeah. We're at 8, 7 Central or something like that. You know, I mean, it It doesn't matter. Like, I yeah. listen to podcasts throughout the day, all day long. Like, my my go-tos are Joe Rogan. Um, I listen to a lot on the Mediator Network. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found their fishing one bent which is hysterical. Nice. I mean, if you're into fishing, check that out. But, I mean, I'll pop back and forth between that and a few other ones. There's another one that I listen to that I can't remember right off the top. Um, for me, one of my favorite things that I listen to Monday through Friday, um, and here's the thing, I'm in radio, but like I'm not in competition with these guys. One, I would never beat them in radio. I'm at an AM station. They've been around for a long time on FM. But this is who I like to listen to because I like to share a little bit about our personal lives, too. People that I like to listen to. My favorite show, like morning show, is Mike Calta, 1025 The Bone. You know, um, I listen to Drew Garabo, uh, one of my favorite shows as well. Uh, pretty much, you know, all the people over at 1025 The Bone, I listen to their shows, you know, like Monday through Friday during the daytime. Um, and, and I'm and it's so funny because, like I said, there's so many people that are like, oh, never, ever, ever talk about another show. Why? If you like them, talk about them. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like I I talk about these shows because I enjoy listening to them. They're humorous. They're entertaining. You know, they, yeah, we can and they're share in them our out. hometown, too, on top of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So but then on top of it, once again, our show gets downloaded to podcast. So if you don't catch us on Saturday. Download our podcast. Yeah. You Go catch to, us any other time. Yeah. Make sure you just follow us, you know, on like, you know, iHeartRadio or Podbean or Spotify, wherever you listen to us. And then we get notifications so you know when the new shows pop up. Yep. And so it's that simple. And the other one I missed was the Fieldcraft Survival Channel. What? What am I doing? Just tell me. Bring up your volume a little bit more. Why am I? Because I'm looking over there and I'm not seeing that needle move barely at all. I'm a very soft-spoken individual. Well, I, I want to make that sure that it's not a one-sided conversation throughout the entire show either. Okay. How about this? <laughs> I'm going to hit red. Nope. Okay. There we go. All right. You're at five. I, there we go. There we go. Okay. I just See, need to speak up. That's all. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I've been talking to people all, like all week. <laughs> you and I both. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't understand where the disconnect is so we've lost something and you and i have talked about this on a regular basis but yeah. for some reason bakes basic earth science is lost on people yeah it it, it drives me crazy and that's how i'm going to elaborate on it because it's just well you have to elaborate a little bit some people may not understand so, what is basic earth science so i'm what i do for my day job involves plants i look after people's plants for them and unfortunately, people don't understand that plants need water. So unlike a dog walker, you're a plant watcher. Yes. Okay. I take care of people's plants. You do, though. You do take care of, like, all this stuff, and you actually do a very good job. Yeah. But I, I, I keep them alive when uh, apparently they refuse to. Because if you <laughs> haven't had rain and you don't water, that is a thing. Yes. Please water your plants. Okay. That's our PSA. PSA. Yeah. <laughs> Every week we've had a new PSA. Last week I think it was what? Uh, drivers. I do have a question. Okay, shoot. And this is something I'm going to have to start doing every week. This is our question of the week. Okay. And I need like a sound effect. But okay. um, so why do they make sidewalks if nobody freaking uses them? Sidewalks are literally designed to be what they're called. To walk on the side. You know, I don't get that either. I'll drive through a neighborhood. <laughs> whole neighborhood has sidewalks. Everybody's walking in the road. Yeah. And, every time. And it's not like they're social distancing. They're by themselves. Yeah. And you're walking. Don't walk in the middle of the road. That's how you get run up. People are crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't walk in the middle of the road. I was going to say every day people are, like, getting in accidents from texting and driving. So if they're texting, they're not going to be paying attention. Yeah. They're going to run you right over. And 90% of accidents happen within a mile of your house. So if you're there in you your neighborhood and your neighbor is driving down the road texting and driving and runs you over because you're not walking on the sidewalk, yeah, that's on you, dog. So for your own safety, make sure you walk more than a mile and a half away from your home. Or you make sure they're rich and sue. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's, our, I guess, our second PSA of the week. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm going to have to do a question of the week segment because that, that, Absolutely. that's yeah. been rolling in my head for months now. Yeah, we got uh, quite a few things coming up. Uh, we're going to probably actually be adding a couple of segments to our show, um, and one of them involving our guest who's calling in, um, that we may be like once a month having her come on and maybe do readings and stuff. 
I like that. I, I can dig it. it. I can dig it. Yeah, not like a whole show, but like come on for like 15 minutes. You know, give us a, a psychic update of the world. You know, to let us know what's going on psychically. So we got a whole kind of. All, really? That's what you're putting in right now? Yes. Okay. That's what yeah, I'm that makes sense. In. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> he, he's already picking the show. Uh, the show's end. Song hey, you know and, what? Blue yeah. does it. I can do it. You, yes. you, you leave me alone and let me do my thing. You, okay. You're do. You're the talker. You're good at talking. I, I'll talk with but you. See, but see, I'm like you too, though. I deal with people all week long, and then I do a radio show. I don't. Okay. Only difference is I know how to be quiet. I wish to God I could do just the radio show. And eventually, the way things are going, it looks like we probably will. Maybe. Uh, but at least, well, here's the thing. If I'm doing radio, I'm only talking to the listening audience out there. I am not daily dealing with dumb questions and stuff. <laughs> and and just dealing, and, and trust me, it's not people that I talk to like daily. It's also just dealing with traffic and everything else. You know, I, I just I'm. I'm burnt out. I'm There's tired. so many people in customer service like, right on, yeah, that's you're right. right. <laughs> that's right. Or um, things that I can't say on here. My usual reaction to that. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, too, that's the reason why they let our listening audience know, not next weekend, but the following weekend, I will not be on air. It'll be just Mr. Jesse J by himself. Yep, and I am currently in the planning stages of figuring out what I'm going to be talking about, so I'm not a complete Charlie Foxtrot like I was last time. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we did not download to podcast. Well, that was that was my choice, to be fair. Yes, yes that, that was, was my choice. choice. That was you not your choice. choice. Yes. yes. I gave you the it's choice. Like, you decided no. You, you decide. I don't care one way or another. Yep. And I said... Hell no, we're not doing that. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm not going to reflect on that. Like that. I'm not going to be the reason we bomb, okay? Yeah. You are. <laughs> that, that, that's like, you know, walking up on a murder scene and accidentally trip over the body. You just leave quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't want to be involved in this. And throw away your shoes so you don't track blood. There you go. Um, but so, yeah, so I'm going to be taking my little, uh, my little vacation here in two weeks. I'm going to be going to Key West for the weekend. It's Stephanie's 40th birthday. So a uh, early happy birthday to Steph. Uh, love you much. That's my wife. So, yes, taking her to Key West for the weekend. Get away from everything. Take a break for a few days. Uh, it, yeah, a little burned out. Need it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And one more thing that I have to announce. One more thing. One more thing. Um, I had a talk with someone who technically sort of kind of works for us earlier today. I'm not going to get into details about the individual what? or the situation, but they... They had messaged me because they were afraid to tell me something uh, about them. And so I turned around and responded back with this message to them. <laughs> and the reason why I brought this up, I'm only talking about my response. I'm not going to share their personal information of what they told me that they're having an issue with. He's proud of himself. Yeah. So <laughs> I texted back and said, as long as you don't turn into a zombie, we're fine. You become the undead, we'll have to renegotiate your employment. Our company is an equal opportunity company, except for dead people. Yes. Yes, and brain eaters. So that was my message back to him. <laughs> brain that, eaters. That shows how we are. That uh, we accept everybody. We really do. Now we're very accepting people. Uh, the only thing I have an issue with is just stupidity. At that point in time is kind of like self-explanatory. Yeah, everybody yeah. has that problem. Yeah, but like uh, we were, you know, we were talking about like different situations of people who are a little different. And uh, and we both agreed. It's like I, I like different. Difference difference good makes everything a whole lot better. And I think maybe our guest may have actually just called in. So this could be either our guest, or this could be somebody calling to tell us about our extended car warranty. I'm not sure which, but we will find out. I accidentally just hung up on her. Y'all, yeah, you hung up on her? Oh, great job, buddy. I suck. Um. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got this down. Okay, I gotta feel. Actually, I gotta tell the audience now. I hate now. you. Okay, I hate you. This is so what we were actually right doing before we went live on air because it's the first time that he has ran the board Remember, to take a phone call to put phone on the air. And so, long story short, I, I did, had oh hit it twice. <laughs> I didn't hit it twice. <laughs> so I told oh him, my hey, God. why don't you practice before we actually put her on air? Oh, no, I, I got this, and look what happened. <laughs> I am so sorry here. Um, that, that was awesome. So, yes, that's what we were fooling around doing in studio beforehand. Attempt to do this again and not screw it up. I'm reading I promise you, we're trained professionals. We, we actually are very good at this. It's just a fluke. It's a whole new system they have set up in here. <laughs> and he had to relearn a few things. I hate myself. Did you hang up on her again? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> oh my god. Where's blue when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see about hit the button up top for phone? I hit. Hold on. It might be still on there. Hey, Tamara, are you there? I am. Oh my god, I didn't hang up on her. Very good. <gasps> I did Hi, Tamara. How are you doing? Can you hear me? For we, real? Yes. we can oh hear you for God. real, and you're live on air. Ooh. Oh, well, hello, everybody. You guys are true professionals. I am so excited to be here. No, I'm kidding. Oh, so we, stupid. we are exceptional. <laughs> like, like I was saying earlier, long story short, uh, they got some new operating stuff in here, you know, for like the phone board, stuff like that. They, they've actually updated a lot of things, which is really nice. And Jesse practiced with it one time and like, oh, I got this. Not a problem. And I'm yeah. like, dude, just practice like maybe two or three times. And, of course, he didn't because his oh ego God. kicked in and thought he knew what he was doing. Look, I literally did the same thing, except I didn't hit the button twice. That's what I forgot. <laughs> I didn't hit the button twice. you got to hit the button twice. you got to double click. Double click. Always double tap. So now you taught the secret to our listening audience. If you would like to be a board member, you now know how to answer our phones. Board operator, well, not member. Yeah. Well, operator. All right, so Tamara, how are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm just in, in the bliss of your chaos. Uh, I'm we, the owner of your chaos. I'm doing great, actually. I, I don't, I don't think I've ever been doing better, honestly. I know that sounds really freaky and trippy to a lot of people. No, because actually, uh, my life's going very well right now. Jesse's life is going very well right now. Things are getting better for us. Mine's a dumpster fire. What are you talking about? <laughs> that man well, has no positivity whatsoever. Well, good thing I am just generating pure light. <laughs> and that's always a good thing. Uh, so for our listening audience out there, let's just go ahead and go with a brief rundown. Tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Vince Hammer Gleason, Springer Gleason. Yes, I am a psychic medium. I have been since probably around the age of three, but who remembers anything before that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, I have been this my whole life. Um, it really started... You know, I really started recognizing that I was seeing things nobody else was seeing, um, you know, probably truly around the age of of nine. Because before that, they were just imaginary friends, right? Nobody questioned them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at the age of nine as a medium, I would have these spaces come right up to my, you know, eyes open or closed right up to my, within inches from my face. It was a terrifying childhood. Sounds wow. like it. Yeah. It, it, it really was. My my. I mean, when they could calm me down, they could talk to me, but it was just really, really hard seeing, you know, what, what kind of, you know, ideas do we have of a ghost, right? So, I mean, you know, so much programming in our psyche of what a, you know, ghost is going to do. And I knew I had ghosts always in my life. And not everybody <laughs> saw them. Not everybody saw them. So it was, it was quite a childhood. I... Um, grew up in a very, very um, ancient land, and now we find out that the indigenous ones at the time used to go there for ceremony. In Wisconsin, we have a lot of places like that that the tribes used to meet for ceremony. You know, it's kind of like the old movie, you know, Indian burial grounds. There's where all the paranormal activity is, and that's oh was, yeah, that's I can relate. That Many a horror crazy. movies have started that way. Absolutely, I won't even go there or touch that because anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am just. I, I, I can go there. I go there. It's just part of my humor. Because um, I am somewhat of a comedic shaman, if you know what I mean. Hey, we're done but, with that. Um, Get it on. Yeah. But with that, you know, in all seriousness, this work has just guided me in such a beautiful direction. And I've just learned so much about the human condition through the others. You know, I, I've brought through so many incredible people that were incredible in life. And you know what? What I've learned through all of it is there's no red carpet in the afterlife. There is no you're the president of the universe in the afterlife. There are lifetimes after lifetimes we get to be many things. And that was probably one of the most jaw-dropping things I learned being a medium and talking to those that are on the other side of the veil. If so, I if I have to come back again and repeat my day job, I am so going to be unhappy. I will lose it. Yeah, me too. I'll lose it. <laughs> well, well, let's let's get this started. Right? Let's get this party started because we are never going back. 
We are in a time of human evolution with the angels that have come through to tell people. And remember, I am a certified hypnotherapist as well, working with quantum and, and age regression therapy. So I take people into the future and into the past for their journey um, to, to clear out old programming that they may have gotten in the subconscious mind to live the best life now at this moment because this is the only thing that's real, right? That's what I've learned through my, my work as an age regression and, and as a medium. First of all, there is no death, and we just keep going and going and going. I mean, we are energizer bunnies, but this life is different. They all are, aren't they? Absolutely. This is a very, very, very special sacred life that we are all a part of. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we got picked to be here, to go through this end of one age and into another. I have always That's been true. interested in past life regression, you know, in hypnotherapy and all that. I would love to, if we ever meet in person, which I'm sure we will, especially with the uh, event stuff that we talked about. Uh, we, right. won't, we won't get into detail about that yet. Um, but I would love to have you attempt that on me because i like to, to see what happens. That's cute. Attempt. That's cute. Well, I didn't know a better way to put it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. She called you out, bro. I don't think you knew who you were talking to. Like, Look, uh, I no, want you to I, tase I, me I, repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know I might be hypnotizing you right now. <laughs> um, yes, I am. A, you know, I just got off a, a month-long retreat with my dear colleague out of Nashville, Tennessee, Michelle Jones, and she's a mind bender. That's a little bit different. Of the, I mean, there's many different forms of hypnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And being a mind bender to get your mind rewired into a, the pathway that you want is powerful, powerful hypnosis. Something, it, it's kind of, I don't even know what to call it other than just jaw-dropping wow. I was like, she had me getting my body in, in, in healthy shape mm-hmm. and, and, and clearing out some of the post-traumatic stress I've had over the years, having such clear crystal vision and having to feel the emotions of others your whole life. I turned 50 this month. It, 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 it can be hard on the, the soul, if you will, to see the, the cruelness we can do to each other. Yes. Yeah, when you're going through traumatic, you know, type things every day of your life, you know, and witnessing it left and right. It's like with military members, which you and I talked about. You know, it changes you. It does. It, it does. It, some people it hardens. Other people it uh, pushes them into a a like a cocoon. They they don't want to react to the world anymore. Well, there are it some varies. people that take that and move it into a positive light. I've exactly. met a lot of veterans who try and who've seen that and who try to have a positive impact on the world and yep. try to do their best to make a positive mark on things absolutely because seen such terror and nastiness yeah it really i mean it varies from individual to individual you could take 12 soldiers and put them in a line that have all been in combat and every one of the there's going to be a lot of similarities and there are now feelings after all that is over but every one of them is going to be different and and different aspects of it. It, it it varies from person to person oh absolutely absolutely and i work with some real seasoned, seasoned career veterans with my work. And it's, that is, working with, um, I learned so much about how we treat our warriors. And it's it's not good. No, it's not. You know, indigenous ones knew how to bring back their warriors. And I think since World War II, I don't think they've gotten the fanfare they deserve. And it it is such a tremendous, sacred lifetime well it's the difference between them being part of the community and them being a government entity because now military members are government property as long as they're serving and back then they were part of the community a vital part of the community at that yep right right well and this and this is what's so important in these sacred times we're in with our our i i come a very long military family right my mother is the president of her small town dfw and, you know, they do. My mother has made her lifetime career with no pay into helping and contributing to veterans and their families because it ripples out in the community. That's awesome. People don't understand, you know, and, and in a small town, you can get that, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not in Nashville, Tennessee, 
looking at these different cities uh, across the country, you start seeing so many of them are becoming homeless because they're not getting the proper, you know, therapies and things they need. So we're all just learning, right? There's nothing to blame or shame about. But I think we really, really have to give a lot of love to our angelic ones is what I call them, you know, our protectors, our archangels of the land, air, and sea. Mm-hmm. And now space, right? So, I mean, not that we haven't been there for a while, but it's an exciting time in our human development. And it's it just we should just be really, truly grateful to be here and just love our love the fact that we have our, our veterans that are really, really staying calm and 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 honoring the, doing the best they know what to be. And that is everything good, yep. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just everything, God, country, family, just those real wonderful instilled values in a veteran that make us sleep at night, right? So it's just such a sacred lifetime that I know I sleep very good at night. When I was in a, you know, third world country, and which was a lovely, lovely place, but, you know, you're, you're not here anymore. And it was really, really, really nice to know that if anything happened to me, my country come and get me. And that is a beautiful feeling. And And that's the thing, too. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people out there, you know, and I'm not not like trying to, uh, I'm trying to put this. There's a lot of people out there who disagree, obviously, with the military and stuff that they do and everything else. But yet, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have our freedoms. We wouldn't have everything yep. that we have. You you would not be sleeping in that comfortable home you're sleeping in and sleeping in your nice, comfortable bed and having air conditioning and everything else in the book. Because guess what? Most of these countries over there that, you know, that America has had to deal with, they're not like that with their people. They're right. Yeah. They, they no. don't they don't have we're, those amenities. No, they don't. Yeah. I actually. And that's was, just uh... and that's just the amenities that and we're not even talking about freedoms of like speech or, you know, uh, freedom of just, you know, just even if you wanted to do expressive art that you may do one thing that could upset that one person over there in this other country, and then you're executed. Yeah. I mean, you got to get permission to buy a car, and you don't even get to pick the car yeah. in some of these countries. And it's true. You give it's the government the money, and then sometime within the next six months, they will give you a car. Yep. But then what's wow. funny, too, at the same time, I have been to, like, you know, some weird countries around the world. And some of those countries, uh, the way the people respected everything they had, mm-hmm. to me, seemed much, I-, I wish people in America would do that more. Thank you for that, because that's exactly what I saw in Costa Rica. Yeah. They loved the land. They loved their children. I felt very, very safe there. Um Unfortunately, my blood pressure got a little high because I pushed myself. Because when you're in a place like that, you just want to so see everything. Beautiful. I mean, I well, exactly. And I didn't realize I was just coming. And although I was really trying to keep maintain my muscle during, um, you know, the pandemic and working, and so I'd take five flights of steps. You have to understand, I might have been, you know, my ex husband was a marine, but I'm not. <laughs> I am not a Marine. I'm more of a USO girl. I will support them all day long. And you know what? Oh That's God. the other thing I that just, people don't really take in perspective. The families right. of all these you know, soldiers, all these young men and women out there serving and protecting our countries, that what their families go through while they are gone, the constant worries, the, the loneliness and everything else. I mean, God bless all of them. For real. I can attest to that because I am a Navy brat. Yeah. You are, okay. And I'm former Navy and Coast Guard, and I've had my family members go through it while I was gone. You know, so I, uh, yeah, God bless them all. It, 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 when, especially when you have a, you know, a soldier, you know, out there doing their thing in the military or sailor if they're in the Navy or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that if they're married or with someone that, you know, they're, it's not just one individual that's going off to serve the country. It's another individual back here. Standing up and and running everything on their own, becoming the CEO of everything they got going on in the states, so they can be free to go do the dirty work. 
you know. Right. And so, yeah, God, well, God bless all well, the people that, uh, you know, that are involved in that, too, and all their families. Well, and, and their families, and that's what people don't understand. And, and the work I have done is it's a, it's a sacred rite of passage for the spouse or, or family members, too. Yeah. And you know, I just don't think anybody realizes. Everybody thinks, you know, military is, you know, something that, we, we should look at as like we, we like war or they are they enjoy war. Nobody wants to do war. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. That is and such a huge misconception. Yeah. Right. That is what I have learned in my work the most. It, you know, the job is to just know how you could do it and, and be the strongest, most clear headed minded, you know, superhero you can be. Mm-hmm. And, and and still wear your glasses and not have to put on the cape. It's just like I used to always say because I had a lot of friends who were like in the Marine Corps and family, uh, a lot of family in Army and you know stuff like that that you know have served or currently serving. I have family members actually serving in the Marine Corps right now. You know that have been overseas, been in combat, everything else, and they don't want to do violence. They don't choose to do violence. They don't like violence. They detest it. Yep. However, with that being said, they're very good at it. Right. So, is that General Mattis that has that famous quote that we can't say we on the We can't air? say that one on air, no. <laughs> uh, so, but, but that's the rule of thumb is like, you know, yeah, it, it, true warriors like that, they don't want the violence. They don't want that. It's just that's a part of their job. That's what they signed up for. That's what they have to deal with. Well, and with PTSD and the work I have done with PTSD and bringing through family members, you know, um, that have produced over. I've brought a lot of people that have, have, you know, crossed over during wartime for their family members or many tragedies in the country, truly. Absolutely. So, I mean, and, and I know there's going to be a wave. So I'm really working with people that have this gift, and it is a gift. But, but the, the spirit realm has a language that most people, everyday people, I mean, because I have this gift, I can tell you, everybody does. You all have you all have that connection. So just learning how the connection works is the most important thing. They work through everything in our reality. And so it's really important. Anytime I do a show like this, because I'm a mystic, I'm not just any mystic, right? <laughs> yep. I'm not just any mystic. I, you know, I we do we we teach everything we know in many different ways. You know, I do it entertainment quality events that have real meat and bones to it, but with Aaron Houdini and my sister. So I mean, this is like same as it ever was. Here we are back in the world again, a hundred years later, trying to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. And I think it. I think we're a little different than. We were then. I think this whole experience is, you know, they say who, you know, who starts calling on the creator, the one, the source, or looking for answers in foxholes, prisons, or now we know pandemics. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, we, but yet we are not where we were back then. Yeah. We have these wonderful technologies to awaken us all to the fact that you know, there, there's that little song, and this is something that I, I share with every one of my clients that I work with, and I, I try to express this, and it always works. The language of music is a universal language. It's a universal Absolutely. way to communicate, and that's what brought my work. That's really, truly how they started communicating with me. Yep. Music can very much change people's emotions. It can... Um, it can calm people down, you know, emotionally. It can heighten them up mm -hmm. and pump them up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, music really does affect your life. It, it, it goes back to even pulling memories in your lifetime. Like, it's so true. Oh, man, trust me, bro. <laughs> there's times I'll hear a song kicking on, like, you know, the, this now considered classic rock. <laughs> you know, classic hole. Yeah. Rock. And I'll hear it, like, you know, some, I'll hear some, yeah, I'll hear some, like, Def Leppard, Poison, something come on the radio, and I'm taken back to a time when I was just, you know, Supposed to be in high school, but I was at Siski Beach, my hometown, and uh, goofing off all day. You know, out there in the water, hanging out on the beach. I've always been a water guy. Um, yeah, went into the Navy. Surprise. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I remember, like, when I joined the Navy. All right. My dad was Army. Uh, many of my aunt, or sorry, many of my uncles and grandfathers everything else were either, like, Marine Corps or Army, you know, and such. And my mom looked at my dad. 
And this is like two weeks after I left. My dad told me about this conversation when I came home on boot camp. My mom was like, you know what? You're Army. You know, you know, he's got uncles who are Army you know, and, and Marine Corps and blah, blah, blah. Why do you go Navy? And my dad's exact words to my mom goes, you know that boy was born with a Jimmy Buffett disease. He was born with sand in his shoes and salt water in his veins. <laughs> well, and let me tell you, for somebody that does past life regression, you were. <laughs> um, it, it's, people think we've only been this. And doing quantum hypnosis, um, we've been many things before we were this. Hold on, let's unpack that real quick. Um, what is quantum hypnosis exactly? Because that this well, is the first time I've ever heard of it. Okay, well there's there is a, you know there's many different protocols okay for for hypnosis, and I studied under Charlene Ackerman out of uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, and she was a near death experiencer, crystal skull hold carrying, you know, sixty some year old woman that toured. And, and taught, they called her the grandmother of hypnosis. So she was a not just every hypnotist kind of gal, and she was actually the one that gifted us, my us being my sister and I, her breakthrough protocol for PTSD and veterans. So we were blessed to learn by the best. And uh, but her continuing education once when she crossed over to the other side, because it's very common when people come here have had a near-death experience, which I've worked with many, a lot of people are get very frustrated that they're not done with their mission because it is such a blissful, beautiful space that we're all going to come in and out of like a portal for eternity. Imagine the, you know, heavenly realms being like, you know, a space center. You would understand that, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are down in the, the portal. And... Uh, but it, that's how our lives are. We're having a human experience. And we, you know, being a human on the planet Earth right now is such a sacred gift. And it's not easy being human, right? We have, and it's, we can tell we're being tested, right? When you start getting the humor of it, like, wow, but you made the test. That's mm -hmm. what I have found out from, from those that I've brought through. They are so detached from this world. They're like, gosh, we had a great time down there, didn't we? But let me tell you something that's different in my work right now. My First of all, my intuitive channel, because I'm a clairvoyant channel, meaning I have reached that place where I don't have to watch the movie anymore and try to listen. I can just step to the side. And um, in my higher self, just plugs in. So I, I hope to be able to help some of your guests tonight. It's just this really beautiful, strange gift that I have to be able to help anybody that comes with a question, um, uh, much like Esther Hicks or, or anybody like that. I, I'm actually kind of nervous to see if Jesse could take another phone call without hanging up on people. I got it now. We're good. You got it? Okay. Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to put it out there. For people, if you want to phone in right now and get a reading straight from Tamara uh, Gleason, you can call 941-747-2059. Once again, that's 941-747-2059. I tell you what, Jesse, why don't you go and do a post for that? No, actually, I'll do a post for it. You keep talking. And the reason why is because Jesse does not have it set up where he can share stuff on his Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I totally forgot it. Um. Yeah, no. And just be advised, I may hang up on you accidentally. And that's okay. Just call back. If I screw up, I screw up. It is what it is. <laughs> I got your number. I got your number. Okay, yep, I will. So how many uh, – I, I know this is a crazy, crazy, crazy question, and just ballpark it for me if you can. How many people do you think that you have had some sort of influence or have done a reading for or just – Pick one of those two. I'm sorry, I didn't, it kind of muffled. What was the last part of that question? Um, <clears throat> sorry, I got I got to get used to the microphone here. Um, apparently, I talked to the side of it instead of the front of it. So, how many people, approximately, just ballpark it for me, have you done a reading on in your uh, career? <laughs> in my career or my life? <laughs> uh, let's do both. Um, um thousands. 
like many thousands or just like upper thousands, lower thousands? Um, well, you have to understand, when you're somebody like me, I'm not like Long Island Medium. I'm not going to race up to you and camera you with it. It's just not, <laughs> not that there's anything, sorry. That's not that there's anything wrong with that. That's how she delivers it. Oh, that yeah. is exactly how she's supposed to deliver it. But I'm from Wisconsin. It's just not in my makeup, you see. So, you know, I can talk, you know, yes, I travel around the country, but I'm really from Wisconsin. I mean, I when I'm up here, I am truly Midwest values. And you can't, you know, so it's just a different way. But the thing is, as I work throughout the country, I've learned so much about how big our country is and how many different belief systems we have and how many different ways we project things. And it's only until you travel, right, and meet or being in the military. It's a great crash course in human psychology. Yeah, it is. Because or language, because we all have different dialect all across the world. So words are very important, but more importantly, behind that, it's the intention you say it with, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, my ex-husband, you know, won a, he won an award in in San Diego for being able to yell the loudest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, that's a jar. But yep. But, you know, and did I mention he's Irish Catholic? Oh, man. Oh, even better. <laughs> even better. No, but I only bring him up to say I'm not ripping on my ex-husband. You know, he, he he's a very good man. Ex, you know, ex-Marine service. We're friends now. We've got a daughter getting married. You know, we're moved on. But, I mean, he was like a big part of my reality. So he was great to study, and he had a lot of really incredible knowledge that he taught me about the world, you you veterans, you know, because I'm not, not this time, <laughs> you know, but but to help me understand. And so working with, with veterans, and I just say veterans because right now we're in Memorial Day. I promise you this is when I bring through more veterans than any time of the year. Because they're always remembering their fallen friends. Yeah, my dad is totally like that too. Mm-hmm. So I always, I mean, and I've been doing this enough years, you have to know this, because I like to try to put out collective readings mm-hmm. of we're all feeling like this right now mm-hmm. because of the gathered as an observer, because I observe my readings. I'm not in them. Okay. okay. If it's something I'm meant to know, then yes, I get to keep that data. And it, it's very sacred data. Anybody that gets a reading, that's their sacred time. I'm just holding the space for their connection to their angelic realm to receive that knowledge, that healing that they have to offer, not me. So you don't remember anything from the readings unless you're allowed to. Right. Right. That's super cool. It's a great way to do it. That's like the ultimate confessional. Right? (laughs) Well, for me... Um, unless it's something that I am supposed to know in it, I'm not saying that this happened overnight. As you do this work, you have a lot to learn about the human ego, about detachment, uh, because I'm an empath. I grew, and I'm going to say this, even though it's probably lewd, and I mean, I cried all the time. I was a snotty mess, and I'm not a cute crier at all. <laughs> I mean, I am a, I mean, my brothers would just sit, I mean, Having brothers really helps you in this career, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, brothers are, are really good at just making you just toughen up, you know, oh, yeah. or or they're all going to laugh at you or, you know. So, so, I mean, they were great teachers for me. And, you know, because they were both very, very sensitive men, too. You know, little boys are sensitive, but they get told, don't cry. Mm-hmm. Don't cry. What do we do? You got to be tough. Don't cry. Boys don't cry, right? Yep. So I've seen that in so many of of my readings with women wanting to bring in their husbands. And, I mean, just the fear of crying. Cry shaming was horrible on young men in in our generation. Oh, yeah. It they was. did it to young women, too, a lot. Because there's a lot of uh, uh, women that I've met that 
are afraid to cry or afraid to express their emotions to someone. Especially express their emotions. Yeah. They were to be quiet and, you know, seen and not heard. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or, like, super reserved and not, they were supposed to be ice woman, you know, super cold, super cool, calm, collected, and yeah. not show their emotions and to be able to, like, intuit everybody in the room. I mean, there was such a level of, like... A Stepford wife. Yes. It's really yeah. what it is, is a, a Stepford wife. Yeah, like, a machine. People were trying to be machines back in yeah. the day. Well, they wanted women to know their place and children, right? Yep. And those times are done. And that's why I'm really welcoming, you know, our generation is bringing a lot of change. You know, our generation probably has the biggest divorce rate, sadly, than any generation. I, I can almost assure you. Oh, trust maybe me. Trust me. It's like, big, it's like with my 13-year-old daughter, Lily. Um, I feel sorry for the first guy that breaks her heart because she'll probably break his legs. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes, well, I, I raise her good. <laughs> I think vicious. that was by design. I really, truly think that was by design because not all relationships work, but we didn't want it like, you know, but yet we did come to an, a knowing agreement. Those children are everything to us. So it, it pushed out a lot of ego from a lot of relationships. And I work w- with a lot of relationships and people going through that drama because divorce is a drama on the psyche you know i actually got a question for you for for doing readings for people do you find more often than not people are wanting to find out about the relationships or is it people want to find out more about themselves <laughs> that's a good question Narcissism. <laughs> um depends on the time of the year depends on the time of the year love is in the air so, but right now, people have got their mind on their money and their money on their mind. I agree but with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but and, and and it should be. But with that, what comes what comes with that? Money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. But people are really plugging into their springtime harvest, if you will, of their. We are just coming out of a oppressed reality. Man, that's very true. So, right. So I mean, we're all. We know there's a lot of people that need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because united we stand truly, and and that's just that's why I love the internet because lies can't be lies anymore. I have a lot of international clients, and we can share notes. And what, what there's there's good people from all over the world going. What is going on here? So our collective prayers. Um, and I say prayers are good vibes and our good faith is changing, you know, is, is moment by moment changing the outcome. I feel it daily. For somebody that's so hypersensitive to it, I can feel it daily. So that's why it's fun to just do reading because everybody needs something right now. Now that might change tomorrow because each day is a brand new day. Oh, absolutely. People don't realize that. People don't realize that it's kind of an ancient knowing that has kind of left our culture so we just like string theory it forever Mm -hmm. but every day is a new cycle it's like reboot reboot every time we go to bed we wake up it's a brand new frequency you know those days that you have like the beginning of the day you're just like you stumble out of bed and it's just like this is going to be a crap day Mm because you're setting intentions right Mm -hmm. so meditation right now is key and Meditation, hypnosis, prayer, whatever you want to call it, that's where rather than listening to the ego of all the fear programming that is being pumped out into our world. Oh, right? absolutely. Every, Every day. Everywhere. You can't get it in, you can't get away from it. It's on no, the radio, it's on this. You just can't. And it, it, it you know, just when you think, you know, you, you you are away from it, somebody was like, Hey, did you hear? Here's, yeah, exactly. Here's the here's the thing, though. Humanity as a whole can be pushed in one direction so far. Before all, because we've done it throughout history. Oh yeah. Before all of a sudden they turn around and go, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Every time. I think we are going to come back as a whole again eventually. I've, I've got hope in humanity. I think it will eventually. People will finally go. You know what? 
we need to stop deflecting. We need to stop blaming. We need to start working is what we need to do. Start working together. I 100% believe, uh, agree with that. Like humans, yeah. right now it feels like everybody feels like they're being dominated by someone or something. Yeah. And humans don't do well with that. No. Every time in history that another human has tried to dominate another human. It never ends well for them in the long run. No, time. because humans yeah. aren't meant to be dominated. Yeah. Well, free will is something and i think that's what in america with our freedoms it's the closest vibration to free will that i think is available on the planet mm-hmm. exactly and, and, and that's, that, that's our, something that's why our country was founded on it everybody knew there needed to be a new way and i truly believe it's not the us them i think it is our collective knowing yes it's going to be a. We are going to destroy our Earth. Otherwise. It's going to have to be a collective change at once. Yeah. And sudden. So there's a lot of things that can quantumly do that, and that's where that quantum time. Guys are working down in Florida, you know, with with uh, really intelligent men and women everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it knowledge is key right now, and our scientists that know. I mean, I've done extensive research on quantum physics and 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 beyond and beyond for these for these times because i've researched um many many beautiful places and i've witnessed some really weird stuff so when you witness some really weird stuff looking through the veil of reality you start seeing a lot more truth it's that oh my god you hit the nail on the head there are the It's just like I've told people before about doing paranormal investigations, period. A non-believer or you know, a skeptic is just somebody who has not had an experience yet. Agreed. That's all right. I think that because I can sit there and tell people all day long, and this is the God's honest truth, and I don't beat around the bush about paranormal stuff. I tell people just how it is. I could tell everybody on this show, and I could have you know, 3 million people listening audience and say, I went on this investigation, and this is what I saw, and this is what I heard. Right. 99.9% of those people are going to be like, whatever. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Because they weren't there. They weren't there to witness it. It's hard to accept that kind of a reality. Well, what am I always saying to you when we talk about, like, events and possibilities and stuff? What do I always say? Yeah, when it happens, it happens. When I see it signed on the dotted line. Yeah. yeah. I believe it when I see it. Yep. And that's okay. the thing. Well, so, but if, but if I have all of a sudden, say, that individual with me, and right. then all of a sudden that paranormal experience happens on an investigation i had a friend of mine um his name was gino gino has got a degree in physics you know uh just a staunch avid denier of the paranormal what you know period uh he firmly believed in like ufos and all that because he's like you know well statistically you know it's very obvious it could be true blah 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 but anything involving like you know ghosts or anything nada nothing did not believe period until i took him on an investigation that this house had a lot of activity. It took for him to actually capture his own evidence on this investigation that was the what we call the brick-in-the-head evidence that you just can't <laughs> deny or argue that something really, uh, some type of phenomenon just happened. That it, it immediately, now he investigates all the time. It's been like, God, like 13 years. From this oh, day so forward? now he went from non-believer to I got a... To I an avid, yeah, to an yep. avid paranormal exactly. investigator. I like those moments, and I'm going to call them Bo moments from now on. Yeah, the, the reason why it happened was, and what he was just saying, we were on this investigation in this house, It was, and everybody was outside at the, at the command center, okay? So it was only Gino and this other guy named Bo that were in the home, okay? He looks at Bo, and he says, hey, let's go upstairs, and let's, you know, do a, maybe a, an EVP session up there or whatever. I don't remember what it was. It's been years. But, you know, we're going to go up there, set up cameras. We're going to do this. And then we'll give it, like, 15 minutes. Nothing happens. Then we'll come back down, pack everything up, and then we'll all get out of there. This, like, you know, toward early morning hours, right at the end of the investigation. So he tells Bo, hey, Bo, grab that camera. Let's head upstairs. They go upstairs, do the thing. Nothing happens, right? The next day, around noon, I get a panicked phone call from him. Please come to my home. You've got to hear this. And I'm like, okay. So I drive to his house. He's got his own recorder with him, you know, that he was using that whole time in the investigation to make sure nobody could touch it, nobody could mess with it, anything else, right? He turns around, hands it to me. He goes, 
just hit playback. And I'm like, well, do you want to upload it on the system? You know, we can hear it. And he goes, no, trust me, you'll hear it. So I turn around and I hit play. And I hear the point where he goes, hey, Bo, let's go upstairs. Or, hey, Bo, grab that camera. Let's go upstairs and set everything up. Immediately after him saying that, you hear a deep voice, clear as a bell, go, Bo, 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 Bo. <laughs> Swear to God. And that Never exact tone, out. everything, right? He yeah. is freaking out because he's like, I know I didn't say it. Bo didn't say it. We were, you know, we went back and like checked the cameras, and a couple of the cameras we had actually had audio, uh, you know, recordings too, you know, connected to the camera, and the one that was in that room picked it up. You could hear it from like a distance in the background. So this was a three-dimensional sound, not something just being imprinted. But for some reason, they didn't hear it. It only picked up on the recorders. Oh, that's awesome. That would well, never get old. The frequency we can't hear. Yeah. And you know. My sister and I have been to so many of the most paranormal hotspots way before they were cool and on all the shows, um, like Bobby Mackey's Music World. I mean, we, there's a lot of really, really, really cool untapped um, paranormal research hotspots that a lot of people don't know of, but that Dawn and I and our, our team out of Wisconsin here, Unexplained Research, have went to, because we've been doing this for 25 years, right, getting called and yeah, I'm old, right? I mean, <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I, I'm. This is how old I am as a paranormal researcher. Walkie talkies. Hey, I had walkie talkies. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not that because young. Because there were no cell phones. I didn't have. I I got a cell phone when I was 19. Okay. Right. So, so with that, <laughs> but I'm saying we were out in the middle of the wilderness looking for Bigfoot, or Whatever, you know, whatever With we're just called. a walkie-talkie. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, he was in our backyard. So, I mean, I, I, that was my childhood. You have to understand this. When you grow up in a sacred site, you see some, you know, and it was a collective thing. It wasn't just my family. Yeah. It was the neighbors. We all had these sacred, secret stories that we could only talk amongst ourselves about. And every once in a while, you know, when a friend comes and sees you in the library flipping through, you know, Aaron Vodonikin or something looking for answers to what you saw, and they're like, what are you looking at? You know, you, you put the Teen Bait magazine over it. Because, there. I mean, we grew up in a family where my father is an extensive researcher, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. he had to. He had to be. You don't move your family out to an uh, uh portal like that and for men very commonly and that's why it's so fun to take take y'all to my paranormal hot spot because we don't walk in with fear you have to wear the armor of god on you when you go into these places all right well tamar we're getting ready to wrap this uh interview up we're getting ready to run Uh out of time here um a couple of things. One, real quick, I want to make sure I get out there. One, uh, I just kind of dropped a hint about our future event coming up that I'm sure that you are going to be a part of. Um, also, two, I was going to see if you would like to maybe come on, like, say, maybe once a month for, like, a 15-minute segment uh, and maybe take a reading or two or give us an update on what's going on in the psychic world, you know? Wow, we got a little winded today. Yes, yeah, um, Yeah, so I would love to do readings. That's that is my passion to help people in the system right now in any way I can. All right. This is very important right now. All right. Well, we got about a minute and a half here left. So go ahead and put out there all your social media, how people can reach out to you if they want to get a reading. Yes, yeah, carte blanche. Just go. Right. Um, you can reach me at Tamara Springer Gleason on Facebook. You can reach me at in on WhatsApp. <clears throat> At one six zero eight three two three zero one seven one, or on the dot net. Also, another wonderful place to go look for the books is at unexplainedresearch.com or chadlewisresearch.com. A wonderful, wonderful uh, bunch of bunch of stuff that falls in alignment with the work we do. All right, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be talking to you here very soon. Great, great talking thank to you. you. Great meeting you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
All right, everybody, that was Tamara Springer Gleason. And uh, like we said, she's going to wind up doing a future segment on our show where your show will take about 15 minutes. You know, we'll bring her on once, maybe twice a month. Uh, bring her on, let her take some readings from people. Uh, so you guys can, you know, have some fun calling in and not have to pay like a million dollars to, you know, find out your your life and what's going on that you're unaware of until she fills you in. One million dollars. One million dollars. All right, so we're going to wrap up the show. We'll be seeing you guys again next weekend. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Have fun and be safe. Yep, and make sure you check us out on our social media and look for us on podcasts if you missed the show. On Facebook, Paraprobe Radio. Instagram, Paraprobe Radio. Twitter, Paraprobe. And that's it.